All right, Mac Audina, welcome to Someday is Today. This is the show where we encourage everyone to live their best lives, and we're here to remind the audience to do just that. Welcome, Mac. Thank you, my co-host or my um, my uh, fearless leader. <laughs> yeah. That's a Living good one. Oh, I like it. Fearless right. leader. Fearless leader. We'll go with that one. I thought you were going to say my wife, because that should that should probably be your primary, maybe my partner. Your primary. Um, what would be the word? Would um, this be an adjective uh, for me? Well, it would be your. I guess your um, your title. Your my title. Your role. My my. How I identify you and what your role is. Yes. Should you should you be wife? I don't know. Partner in life. Partner in life? Best okay, friends. I like that. I like that. Partner in doing this living your best life thing. Partner in life. Partner in life. Yeah. Um, okay. I like it. Soul supporter. Like, as in, like, the only supporter or, like, the supporter soul. of my soul? Soul. Yeah, I actually oh. think that's probably... That's a much better title, I will say. Because I feel like I want to support your soul's desires. Hmm. Soul supporter. Got it. I still like partner in life. <laughs> I ain't got like That's that. That's gonna be my my title. Moving. Partner on this journey of life. Moving forward, I am going to be introducing you as my double S soul supporter. Okay. Don't um, be surprised. I don't know. Whatever. We're just gonna keep it moving. Um. um I'll just take soul supporter. Soul supporter. Okay. Yes. So that's gonna be my title for you moving forward. But welcome. So let's um, check in. How are you doing? How am I doing? This is this is we're two months in to quarantining. Um, COVID nineteen completely taken over the world, mm. and we've been staying home. Yeah, for the most part. So I think we did um, an episode maybe when we were about a month into it, uh-huh. um, and I felt at that point we were we were doing okay. Yeah. How are you doing now? What's an update? Um, still doing well. Um, probably getting a little too comfortable with where I am right now in the sense that, you know what, like I hear talks of opening things back up and I'm like, no. I know. Isn't that kind and, of um, um, scary? Yeah. What do you um, think that means? It's going to take some adjustment. Um, then there's also like I have um, goals of like not returning to work. And, you know, doing my own thing full time. And I'm like, damn, that's uh, fastly approaching. And, you know, once things open back up, like I really got to be on my grind. And so that's also um, kind of anxiety provoking. And then, um, you know, so like. Which part is anxiety provoking? That you got to be on your shit or that? Both, I guess. I got to be on my shit. I got to, you know, leave the security of, you know, uh, an income. Um, and then, you know, a, a known income every two weeks mm-hmm. and then, um, you know, not necessarily cause we've been also part of the update I want to say is that we've been having a freaking good ass time. And at times, like, I think we were talking about this this morning is like, are we having too are we much doing fun? Too much? <laughs> <laughs> so, I mean, but we are, are supposed we to be much? living our life like it's a fucking dream vacation. 
Or like it's a fucking vacation. It's short. Yeah, the dream so, part keeps yeah, sneaking in. Mike keeps on, <laughs> you know. It's, it's it. felt like um, a vacation. But I will say, and I know I'm going to let you finish. And I've heard that I tend to cut in. So I'm going to try my best not to as much as possible. Who told you that? Remember Nubia? Nubia oh, was saying that, God, you don't let people daughter. finish. Yeah. Um, so that's going to be. She does. She yes. does love you. Mm. But who doesn't? I mean, you're pretty lovable. Oh, thank you. You're welcome. Soul supporter. People, but... um, he said a lot of people don't love you. <laughs> I don't think that's true. I don't know that I've ever met anyone who did not like you. Oh, wow. You haven't met a lot of people. Um, I haven't. But yeah, no, I well, that's true, though. I don't think I have. So a lot of times, I think we're hard on ourselves because mm. we think... Um, yeah, but no, that's not true. You're actually pretty lovable. Um, but yeah, what was I going to say? What were you going to say? I don't Nubia, remember. You cut I in, cut in. You cut in, and then, yeah. So then what did you want to cut in to say about, like, our, us having too much fun? We were having too much fun. We talked about that. Are we doing too much? Okay, so I'm just going to continue. Then. I know, just so. continue. I don't remember. <laughs> but it yeah. is something about doing too much. Yeah. Oh, no, no. And my question was... Is there such a thing as doing too much or is it that we've become accustomed to um, living such humdrum lives? You know, like like people say, you're so used to living small that you don't even know what your full potential could be. So for us, it feels like we're doing a lot and we are, you know, we can get into that. I don't know can we? if this is the episode <laughs> for that. We're doing a lot. Um... But the point is, Yes, that was a question that we asked ourselves this morning. We actually explored that a bit yesterday as well. Mm -hmm. um, what does it feel like when you're doing too much? It's kind of like when you're sliding down that, um, you know, they call it the rabbit hole. When you're, you know, when you're, um, basically when you're sliding down. You're spiraling. You're spiraling you're, you're out of control. Into the drain. Yeah, you don't yeah. realize until you've hit rock bottom. And mm -hmm. you're like, you know what? Yeah, this is too much. I've done too much, yeah. but it's too late for you to realize that you did too much until you're there. So I'm just saying every now and then, I think we need to do a pulse check with each other and ask, are we doing too much here? Mm -hmm. But then the question is, if, you, if you're not pushing the boundaries on, you know, what's too much, are you, is your mind going to naturally always want to revert back to what it's comfortable with, which is the status quo, right? So, I don't know. Yeah, so, um, first of all, uh, you know, we tend to just talk, and we do have a topic. But, we do. Um, let me just uh, quickly answer that. Can you do too much? I, the answer is yes. I mean, and, I mean, um, if you think about the book that we love so much, The Untethered Soul, what he recommends is like the, um, you know, the uh, Tao Te Ching, I think is what he had um, called it or whatever. Um, in, in essence, you know, it's it's essentially um, living. Do I need to speak louder? All right. Um, so it's living in the middle way. It's like finding the exact balance. And that's what I try to tell my children anyways. Like life is nuanced. It's like you can't never give someone or there's very rarely or of the things that are most important and most complex in our world that you can't really ever give them a categorical, you know, black and white rule. You have to always find the nuance and how you would 
basically find exceptions to any kind of rule. And so, um, no, and I think that's the essence of the Tao Te Ching is basically finding what, you know, your the true balance is. Um, clearly, there are people who party way too much and may feel really good. And the question is, you know, um, you know, what are you trying to hide that you need to go and party this this hard? Mm-hmm. And so I think that's part of what we're talking about. Are we doing? We're having a lot of fun. Well, I think um, we probably should explain that, though, mm-hmm. a bit. Because I don't know that, I mean, we're not going anywhere. So it's not that's as if we're partying. To me, what feels like too much for me is... I think what should be just the basic expectation for good human living, you know, to be honest, for the most part, I wake up when my body feels good and ready to wake up. Mm. <laughs> A lot of times that's about 830, mm. you know, or so. And being quarantined and having, um, you know, Zoom calls, being able to have meetings and interactions with people remotely um, allows for me to live that way because I can just roll out of bed Maybe take a quick shower, maybe, and then plop myself in front of my computer and get to work. So that probably takes about 20 minutes or so for me to prep and get started. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I mean, I start the day really feeling like I don't want to wake up to an alarm clock. Mm-hmm. I don't want to get out of bed arbitrarily at a time that doesn't necessarily make sense. So I get up when I feel good and ready. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I have meetings, you know, the meetings that I have, I take them, whatever work I can do, I do. But then if I feel tired and it's the middle of the day, let's say it's noon or two o'clock and my mind feels like it needs a break, I'm allowing myself to take a break. If that means going to um, sit down in the living room and watching TV or listening to a podcast, whatever it is. I haven't done a lot of listening to podcasts recently, but maybe reading a book, mm-hmm. you know, but I allow myself the permission to do what I want. Um, and then there are times when obviously if I have a speech or what have you, that's coming, um, up, I'll push myself. But what I'm realizing is that, um, I'm not necessarily following the eight-hour work day like most people are. I mean, I think some people are working really hard. Some people are working 10 hours or what have you. So I'm kind of going, I'm, I'm, I'm allowing my soul and how it feels to dictate what I do. Um, I mean, there have been times when I'll go two days without working if I don't have a lot of meetings. Uh, and then on the weekends, we actually do have fun. I mean, we'll drink, we'll do whatever. Um, we connect with our friends, you know, we'll do zoom calls and what have you. And we're just really having a good time. We're having good times with the kids. So it feels highly indulgent, Mm -hmm. even though we're not going too crazy, Mm -hmm. but it does feel indulgent, kind of like you're on a vacation where you're just throwing caution to the wind and you have no real plans (laughs) for your for your day, which I guess if you don't have a plan, any plans for your day, are you missing plans? Are you not by default not having any plans for your life? I don't mm-hmm. know. Right. <laughs> so, so that's where I question is, what is me trying to tap into my natural rhythm? You know, I'm trying to find that for myself. Mm-hmm. Um, and in allowing myself to do that, am I sort of doing too much? by not being more rigid with my time and, um, you know, what I plan to do for the day or for the week. 
Yeah, I mean, um, I think when we discussed this, like, what we decided was that, you know, we have to basically set aside, we have to set our intentions, which is one of the things that we have, we have talked about. Like, um, one of the things that we do with the whole family is we have um, daily scrums, you know. Um, so for those of you who aren't familiar with, like, software development, IT world, like a scrum is a short meeting that, you know, people who are involved with software development have, and they just basically say what they're working on today or what they worked on today, what they plan on working on tomorrow. And then, you know, just so everybody's on the same page and everybody's aware mm-hmm. what's going on. And so we, we do that with our family and that's just a way of um, setting your intentions and then making sure you get those things accomplished. Another thing that people do who are trying to get things done. Um, and that's part of what I do. Like I have a list of to do's and it's long running and then, uh, you know, I try and I need to be more consistent. That's one of the things that we need to do is I try to put mission critical, um, you know, action items. So it's like on this day, I have to get these things done. And therefore, mm-hmm. like once you feel like you got these types of things done, then you could feel more comfortable having the type of fun that you want to have. And so there are times when, again, we're not consistent. And so, you know, we don't do that. We're having a lot of fun. We're enjoying ourselves. We wake up when we want, you know, after a night of, you know, having some fun drinking or whatever the case may be. And, you know, we wake up and we go out and we're, you talk to friends and you do whatever feels good to you at that moment. But we also have big ambitions. These things do not get accomplished without doing. Mm-hmm. You know, doing is very important. You can't just wish them to existence. I mean, there's a big part of, you know, when we talk about magic, there is a big part of it that is about, you know, having the desire, but it's also um, works. And the Christian would say, um, faith without works is dead or something like that. And so you also have to put in some work. And so our fear when we talk about, for me especially, um, is not necessarily that we are out here acting ridiculously foolish, um, but understanding where we want to be are we just indulging whatever it is that our desires are a little bit more than the work that is involved in where we want to be and so that's like you know just making sure that we stay consistent with with those kinds of things with um you know our mission criticals and setting our intentions is what we decided like consistency is very 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 important for yeah. us because we we always have these bright ideas and then we fall off so yeah yeah i think that's a great point i think it's about striking that balance between you know indulging yourself and what you, you what trying to figure out what your natural rhythm is mm-hmm. for work as well as relaxation sleep play tapping into your your relationships all of those things that are important so finding the balance between that and, you know, the work that needs to be done to continue to propel yourself forward and put you um, on the next level that you're looking to get to. Um, so what I've decided before we jump into today's topic is I think it's actually less about the number of hours that you put in. It's about the big bets that you make. So I'm always trying to I mean, we had a conversation about this even earlier today, you know, as we're trying to launch our business on a bigger scale you know, how are we going to maximize our time as we're having conversations with people? um, Is it better to have one-on-one conversations or is it better to have one-on-25, one-on-100 conversations, Mm -hmm. which then, 
you know, creates that 10x that you were talking about. You do something once and then you get rewarded for it multiple times. Mm -hmm. So for me, it's about finding those big bets that I can devote my time to because I think it's the same amount of energy for the most part. It's the same amount of energy, but it's about positioning yourself in a way that that action you take will sort of create a ripple effect into other parts of your life. So you're not taking incremental steps per se. It's really leaps and bounds without feeling like you are killing yourself in the process. Mm -hmm. So it's about thinking about, you know, what do I have to do today? And once you've thought about that, um, how can you 10x that effort so that the results yield something much greater than, um, you know, whatever the typical result will yield so that those are the things that i'm thinking about to allow for me to then take the breaks and the rest and the chill that i want because at heart i just want to chill to be honest yeah and we gotta we gotta think about that like we we had a zoom call with um family and um one of our family members was just you know talking about how you know every time he thinks he is um stepping up and taking big risks he realized that the fear in him, disguised in, in such a clever way, was um, preventing him from taking as big of a leap as he needed to take. And so, I mean, that's definitely key when you take, you know, it, it really depends on the type of problems you're trying to solve. So, like, go out there and, you know, and, and try to solve bigger problems. And, you know, if you fail, you you fail anyways. But um, if or if you have a setback. You know, you, but if you keep on coming back, you know, you could potentially get those bigger rewards and you don't have to work as hard. So work smart. Yeah. yeah. So, yeah. Sounds good. All right. Um, now that we've touched upon that, I'm doing well as well. You know, two months into I'm this. sorry. I'm supposed to ask you that, right? <laughs> How are you doing, by the way, Bola? I'm doing well. Um, I had a bit of a meltdown, maybe a month or five weeks into this. Remember, I woke up one morning and I just wanted some flowers for my house (laughs) and I completely forgot the stores were shut down. I don't know what I was thinking. Um, I wasn't able to get flowers and I basically revolted and said, I'm just going to drive around (laughs) in my car. Um, and then went to Burger King, got some fries and stayed in my car Pretty much the whole day because I just didn't want to come back to the house. Um, but aside from that, I think um, I'm doing well. I'm actually really enjoying um, reconnecting with people on a deeper level. Um, so that's something that we've been doing quite a bit. You know, our weekends have turned into marathon Zoom sessions, um, which has been a really good thing. Um, we've had so the topic for today actually came out of. Um, one of the sessions that we That's had true. with our college friends. Yeah, yeah. Or business school, but yeah, I guess when people think college, I think they think... No, it class. was college friends. This was, this was from um, with Mike and them. All stars, the question authenticity? of authenticity. Yeah. yeah. So let me... let me. Well, we maybe you're thinking of a different conversation so oh, we no. can talk about that. But so we have a group of friends from college that, you know, everyone has... A, that we're yeah. on WhatsApp together. Um, and we pretty much keep up with each other's lives. You know, people make announcements about what's going on. And um, so recently, um, you know, we just said, let's do a Zoom session to get caught up Hmm. on everyone's lives and truly have meaningful conversations. So 
So, but before we got started, so we set that up and before we got started, there was a question around, um, one of our friends, Mike has this amazing new program that he's doing, which is having one-on-one conversations with people that he's interested in learning more about. It's called um, Connect in Politics. I think it's Connect in Politics. Y'all should look it up. Um, so he did one with me and, um, you know, other members of the group were saying, you know, yeah, we should do that and really get to know each other much on a much deeper level than um, than we knew. So then um, Mike was saying, you know, the thing is you can't force people to have meaningful conversations because folks are just too comfortable being playing on a much, um, I don't want to say superficial, but maybe shallow surface, surface mm-hmm. level where it, it doesn't always get deep. You know, and what makes for meaningful conversations a lot of time is the good, the bad, but mostly the ugly. Mm-hmm. You know, maybe not mostly, but that it's it's in the ugly, quote unquote, that I think you really get to know the essence of people. Mm-hmm. And then you as a friend can figure out what how you can play in that space with them. You mm-hmm. know, that's what determines who your people are, you yeah. know, when they're willing to be with you at your ugliest. But I think most people... Um, really only tap into the good part. So I'll show you the good things happening in my life. I may touch a bit on a bit of the bad, but not too bad, but definitely not the ugly, right? So that was what it's he the was Instagram saying. World. The Instagram world. Oh, yeah, was I there when he said all this? He, I'm just paraphrasing, what? but okay. you were there. You were there. So then the conversation was is... then, what we said after that was, why are we assuming that people are intentionally keeping their lives private, um, is it because they don't want to show you the ugly part or is it because the way our society is structured, you actually just don't even have time to bring people in. And that's what we were talking about, that people's lives are, that you have to give people grace. You may think that they're not willing to get down and dirty with you, but they're just so busy. Um, so people don't have time for the Zoom calls and what have you. So you'll send a text, hey, what's going on? And people respond, it's all good, right? But you don't truly, so you feel like you're in touch with them. You see their pictures, but you don't truly know what's going on in their lives. So that's really where the question of authenticity came from, at least from my my understanding. Mm-hmm. But it sounds like you feel like it came from another conversation that you were having. Yes. Okay. <laughs> um, yeah, I mean... It, so Which the, one was it? The, Which the Zoom conversation session? that I'm talking about, it was a Zoom session with uh, a friend, another friend of ours from business school. Mm-hmm. And, you know, pretty cool. Actually, you know, I've been pushing and pushing to be more open and knock down those walls that I construct in my own mind. Um, and so, therefore, part of that is just being vulnerable, which, by the way... Um, Whenever it is that I hear somebody, <laughs> like one of our friends, should I be shouting out names? It depends who. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to shout out a name. So we call her Sister Beardoom. Okay, yeah. <laughs> All right. Um, so we, I had a chat with her, and you know, she was talking to me about one of the episodes that we had where we were discussing whether or not you should want to be rich. Mm-hmm. And I was like, oh, my God. Like, whenever people are freaking... Like, it's one thing to just be sitting here talking to you. Like, I talk to you every day. Yeah. 
Um, you forget this actually goes yeah, out. Yeah, that people are actually sitting there listening. <laughs> so people who know me. And so when she called and said, it's like, oh, my God, these people are now getting to my mind. Because, you know, I don't want to be that vulnerable. I don't want to expose myself. Like, I'm notoriously, especially with your people, quiet. Like, mm-hmm. they don't hear um, and they don't get into my, my mind. But anyways, um, you know, I guess... Uh, just kind of a, a aside, but anyways, um, we were having the discussion with, um, with a friends from business school, and you know, it was supposed to be like a couples thing, mm-hmm. and well, even before that, I think, um, because we had had a session with them before, and then I had mentioned how there's another freaking piece that I'm going to reveal is going to be fucking <laughs> oh, it's going to be kind of <laughs> terrible. So one of the questions that you have for me this is like the first time you had the question, we've asked this damn question now so many goddamn times, but <laughs> since you've asked it, <laughs> since my answer was what it was, we cannot stop <laughs> with this damn question. All right, so the question that you had was, what is your persona what is the persona that you have? What would you see yourself as? And, what was, and the persona is kind of like a character um, that you would want to be, you know, like a character that you would want to be like. Um, so, for example, yours was um, so, uh, yeah, Robin you... Givens in, um, in Boomerang. So you're not setting this up well because it just makes it seem like I'm, I want to be Robin McGivens for okay, no reason. Okay, why don't you quickly so per- explain that so yeah. I can get back to the story. Yes, and babe, we need to keep on time. Well, we're talking about authenticity, so authenticity. we're going to get to it. Okay. This is part of it. So part of the Zoom calls that we've been having, um, I'm first of all, I'm a nosy person, so I, 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 and I love meaningful conversations. So for me, I naturally want to get Okay. You telling surface. me I'm taking too much time that you're like. Could you explain what okay. Robin Givens and persona so, is? So for our Zoom sessions, um, we typically would have questions that we ask each other, family members, friends, or whoever we happen to be um, on a Zoom session with, and just go around answering what I think are interesting questions just to get to know each other better. Um, so one of the questions um, was, "What would your persona be?" If you had no inhibitions, constraints, or fear of appearing irresponsible. So if you could just be anyone, anything untethered to any judgment or limitations, either real or um, conceived of, you know, what would it be? So mine was... My, my, so yeah, so the question is, so, so my, the question is, what is the persona that you feel like you are that represents you? Mm-hmm. And then what is your aspirational persona? Well, right? that was how I answered it. That's, that's how not you the answered question it. Was, okay. So the question is, what would understood. you, what would be your persona mm-hmm. if um, you had no inhibitions, if you had no barriers? And mine was, I would be a mixture of Robin Givens from Boomerang and Halle Berry. From Boomerang no. as well. Okay, so no, I'm going to give you the final. Yeah, it's those two. You didn't. You said you feel like you're Halle Berry, but you did not want to be Halle Berry. But the, the it's the two was Robin Givens and Nia Long from Love Jones. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. But you said you okay. You said you feel like you're the. Yeah, you're um, right. You're right. You're the uh, Halle Berry character in Boomerang. Yes, I'm the Halle Berry character in Boomerang, and. Um, 
the Halle Berry character, if you all, I mean, I'm sure everybody has seen Boomerang. It's just if you haven't go a see little it. more homely, <laughs> <laughs> a little more homely, a little more artsy. You know, even though I'm not fully artsy, but I like to occupy that space. I think I'm similar to her in that way, um, and. Probably just kind of like, um, you know, she she dances to the beat of her own drum. You know, she's not necessarily competing out here like um, Robin Givens is. So ideally, I would love to be able to be more of a, you know, kind of just be put together, be able to compete on that level, what have you. And I said, you know, ideally, though, it would be a mixture of the two character, which would then be the Nia Long character in love jones like that would be my aspirational self because she's still a badass she's still going out trying to get you know career-wise and all of that she looks amazing you know sharply dressed and she's into like the creative space poetry the arts and all of that so i think that would be my ideal so yeah why did we bring this up okay so i was just explaining how for me, the idea of authenticity started. And so we've okay. been asked this question, this question multiple times. And every time that I, you know, answer it, people are like, what in the hell? What? Yes. This is not you at all. And so this is part of the question of authenticity. And so, um, you know, and I'm going to talk about this a little bit more, but like I, pl- I most people are multiples. Um, there's a person that I um, listen to. His name is Moses Sumney. Recommend him. Mm-hmm. Um, and he has this song called um, Also, 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 And, 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 where he talks about people respecting his multiplicity. And, um, you know, most of us are not one archetype. Like, everybody wants to put you in a box, and most people are way more complex to be like, here's the box that I see you in. In any case... Um, you know, I just bring that up and we'll talk a little bit more about that. But, um, you know, people, I've played a specific role based on what I felt like my um, character should be based on what people and myself included. Like my experiences have told me that I should behave like your narrative. Yeah, my narrative. And so, um, you know, most people would look at my narrative that I'm also playing a part in portraying and say, you know what? Has, this is you. Hell no. So what I said was when they when they asked me that um, was that I, I gave two answers. So the first answer was one that I felt like if I was completely uninhibited now um, and I was behaving like a person who did not have did not care what other people thought, that would be like a Chris Brown. And every time I say that, people are like, what? In the f- what? What? You want to? Be a wife beater. I think it's the first wife. thing everybody says. I think it's the. I think it's because he punched Rihanna. This in is the crazy. Face. Yes, I'm not excusing it. No. But the first thing people say is, "You want to be a wife beater." <laughs> Today I was told, "Wait a minute, you you want to be a C-list <laughs> R&B singer?" Okay. That's actually so. interesting. I would never. I would never call Chris Brown a C-list. No. I, like, I think they need to do their Googles, okay? Yeah. You know who you are if you're listening to this. Do your Googles on, yeah. on Chris Brown. But, but anyways, the point is... Um, but the point is that, uh, you know, um, I talked about that, and then I talked about um, my aspirational one was... My aspirational one was, um, you know, a combination between, like, the swag and, and fashion sense of a Jay-Z, but, like, with the ability to 
spread inspiration and insight like um, a um, Tony Robbins. Mm-hmm. So that's the aspirational one. Not necessarily like I don't want to be, um, you know, have anger management issues. Um, although I, the point that I was making was not necessarily the anger management issue of Chris Brown, but that I don't give a fuckness of Chris Brown. Like mm-hmm. I don't, I'm not caring what you're thinking. Mm-hmm. I'm not caring that you think of me in one way or another um, because that's how I am when I'm at home. Like mm-hmm. um, most people don't know this. Bola will say this. Like, you know, when when people meet me, they assume that I'm this mild-mannered um, reporter. Reporter? <laughs> I just said that because that's how they describe Clark Kent. Um, oh. Mild-mannered. Um, but anyways, uh, whereas, you know, Bola is, like, vibrant or whatever, and they think, like, um, you know, Bola's the crazy one that um, has to deal with Mac. But, like, if you know and see me when I'm no, behaving Bola's with my family. No, Bola's the crazy one that Mac has to deal with. That, yeah, that yeah. Mac has to deal with. But if you know and you see me when I deal with my family... You know, people be like, that's the crazy dude right there. Like, he yeah. might flip out on you at any time. Yeah. So that's the kind of thing where my inhibitions, like, quickly, you know, put a clamp down on me and yeah. prevent me from being who I, you know, who I would be in my authentic self. Not necessarily who I would want to be. Right. Okay. But so, you're just saying who you would be if you're, if I, didn't I don't give, give a, a fuckness was exactly. on the level it should be. Exactly. All right. Um, so, no, that's great. So, so yeah. So, I I think that's, you know, we had a Zoom call before, and that's what started the conversation because, um, you know, I think, you know, some people were like, what the hell are you doing? But then the second Zoom call that we had, you know, we were talking about what would make you go viral. And um, what? Okay, go ahead. What would you, make you go viral? I shouldn't be bringing this up. We didn't bring any names <laughs> up, okay? <laughs> go ahead. What would make you go viral? And Bola has the nerve to be like, uh... Probably, um, you know, like, what would make... So, we're having, like, a couples, you know, do you know, like, the newlywed, do you know your your partner type of thing? And so, Bola had to answer what might make... What what I would do that would probably make me go viral on, like, some, you know, on the interwebs, you know? And she goes and says to this group, you know, probably him getting into a fight or something. <laughs> Listen, I'm 40 years old. I do not get into fights. Hold up. <laughs> Hold up. <laughs> Hold up. Okay, what up? What, what um, first of all, I was shocked that you were shocked by my by my answer. <laughs> I was like, are we are we being honest or no? Because I feel like even your kids understand that anybody can get it. Like we've been to six flags and Most you were picking people fights. Don't know. Well, <laughs> that everybody could get it. And those people were just now meeting me. No, but my And you are is... just now... That's like me coming in trying to get a date from a girl and be like, listen, yo, I'm really sappy. I will cry at movies. Like, I don't jump in telling everybody my secrets. Okay, so... so so <laughs> No, because... The, okay. So you were shocked that I was willing to be honest even at the point... To the point where you felt like it could be disparaging, even though I didn't think I was, listen, it would be... No, but I was I shocked by your response. So you, you, it's, you were like, "What?" I'm not getting into a fight. I'm like, "Oh, okay, wait, wait, wait. my bad." You were sh- I, I was uh, shocked. I was shocked. I wasn't necessarily angry, but I was like, "No, not angry." Look, but you, I, you, but but honestly speaking, let's be clear. If you don't know me, and that's what you're hearing, like he probably would just get go viral from going like from getting into a fight. Uh, from yeah. getting into a fight, you don't know me. You might automatically be like, "Oh, this guy." 
if I take him out, he might be fighting everybody. But no, so, so the like, way I see it, and this is going to lead us directly into the authenticity um, topic. Right. Um, I just don't know, and maybe people do. I personally feel like every part of you is real, but what I'm, what what you're seeing or what I'm showing you today is just one part of many. That's what we so, came to conclude. Yeah, exactly. Right, okay. So, so if. If you hear that someone could possibly go viral for getting into a fight, I would not think that was the totality of who they were. You know, I may start to, you know, piece together like a rough sketch, Mm -hmm. but I don't think I would run and take it to the market. You know, I would have, because they're seeing your demeanor. So part of the additional data that they're getting, in addition to you could possibly get it type of persona Mm. is... You were well-mannered. You spoke. You know what I mean? You're respectful and all this other stuff. So all of that is taken into consideration when people start to sketch out who they think you are. You know what I mean? And even if it's still limited, even if their understanding is still limited, I don't think from meeting you and hearing you speak, your experiences, you've been with your wife all this time and all this stuff, I don't think the only thing they're going to take away from that conversation is you liable to, I mean, anyone can who get it. Who is seeing all these things? This, the new person that was, yeah, in, how would she hear all of that? No, because y'all were having interactions, <laughs> okay, whatever. You know I, mean? it's beside who the cares? point, okay. It's the, point the point is, okay, so then the that then led us to the topic of authenticity. Well, that led us to that the next day because I was actually the next day because you were still because one of the guys that was there, homeboy is cool, we're cool, like that's my good friend. You know what I'm saying? And so it it has nothing to do with what was there. And I think also it was meant as kind of a joke, too, which is another thing that, you know, um, I personally, who is very sensitive, has, um, you know, is coming to, you know, terms with whatever the case may be. But not to say that, I, but it, it kind of like was looping in my head. So that's what why. What was looping? The response to it. Yeah. Like, first of all, like, I mean, immediately, like you said, I was shocked by it and I was kind of feeling embarrassed. You were shocked that that was my response. Yes. Yeah. Uh, embarrassed by that crowd. Like, I mean, depending on the crowd that I was in, this would not be embarrassed. And I actually even said that. I was embarrassed by it. And, um, but anyways, like, this was something that was, like, looping in my head. So I had to come to terms with it, which is what the next, what caused me to have that reaction. But that, this, this person who is a, uh, you know... A good friend of yours. Good friend of mine, but also very fit. Mm-hmm. And by fit, like, I'm talking about, like, a... Um, Pulled together. No, I'm, I'm talking about, like, how they use it in... in well, not necessarily how they use in it in England. in England, but... It's not pulled together? Fit? Well, I, okay, kind of, but, you know, like, a big Proper. dude. Like, oh. he muscles people around. Gotcha. You know what I'm saying? And so, like, his whole thing was, is like... Is that how they use fit? No, I said not really. Oh, okay. But, um... Because <laughs> I thought fit from the shows, from the BBC shows I've been yeah, watching. you're right, you're right. I probably else. shouldn't be using that... No. Um, ...that term for... Uh, a dude. Unless I'm, you know... I don't think attracted. so. I don't... I just... I feel like you have a misunderstanding of how the word is used. I don't I don't even think it's in the sense of attractiveness or not. I, I think it's just... Like, that's cool. You know, fit to me is like a euphemism for, oh, yeah, that's cool. Like, you cool. You you real fit, man. You fit. I don't know. I'm not. I don't know. I don't care. (laughs) (laughs) Well, this is the point where we ask our English listeners. We have English listeners? No, we don't. Okay. (laughs) 
<laughs> Who As, knows though? Maybe we do. Aspirational. <laughs> this is what y'all go ahead and chime in at the bottom and let us know how fit is used. But go ahead. <laughs> All right. So where was I? All right. So yeah, I mean, and I admit, like you know, big dude. Like we when we play basketball together. I've seen some some big guys, and this guy muscles everybody. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? So, and he was just like, "What? You getting into a fight? What mm-hmm. the hell is that? You know, I haven't." And then they asked him, "When you know, when no. did you get into a fight?" No, I wanted you to finish the story. What, like he was just saying, because there was more to him. His response, his response was, "Not only are you getting into a fight." But the concept of you being in college yes. as a black man. That's I was going to get there. Okay, go ahead. Go ahead. Uh, but the, co- the concept of you getting into a fight for him was like, come on, man, bro. You an educated dude. You know what I'm saying? Like, I used to always look at these guys at my school and it's like, dude, you're paying tuition. Like, why the hell are you acting like you're... A you gangster. Know, a gangster or whatever the case may be. You know, that kind of thing. And the truth is, part of the reason why... It hit me is because I kind of felt the same kind of shit about some of these people mm-hmm. that I'd seen in college. Like, come Corpor- on, bro. Co- corporate thugs. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> like, come on, bro. Like, you know, come on. Seriously. Uh-huh. And, um, you know, so I was kind of like, damn, I don't know how to respond to that. Like, Because mm-hmm. you felt like <laughs> you were, your cards were being pulled. Yeah. And, uh, mm-hmm. like, you know, why the hell? Like, I got a law degree and a business degree. Why, mm-hmm. you know, and you're a smart-ass freaking dude. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Um not to blow my horn, but baby, you are you is smart. I eel, I eel smart. You and, is smart, so yes, you don't um, need to blow your own horn, especially when I'm here. I'm here for that. Here we go. Uh-huh. Um, but uh, so you know, I was like, wow, I don't know how to respond to that. Like, I can't really argue against that. Like, I don't promote, you know, fists over um discussions or whatever <laughs> the case may be. And so, I'm sure there's a better way to say that. Um, fists over fists words. Yeah, fists over words. Okay, uh, fists over logic, reason. Mm-hmm. Sure, fists over reason. And so I was kind of like, damn. But the thing is, um, you know, so we that, talked about it. We talked about it. We we woke up the next day, you know, discussing that, and that's to me where this topic came. From. Where this topic came from, because so, it's from the, um revelation from the discussion of that okay so yeah so maybe maybe the universe has been leading us to this topic Mm. you know and it's a it's it's a meaningful one to talk about Mm -hmm. um so the topic for today now that we're 45 minutes into this conversation we've got to do better (laughs) (laughs) we yeah we're 45 minutes into this um Today's topic is... Really? I thought we introduced authenticity a long time ago. What do you mean, today's topic? Oh, yeah. We well, already we introduced we, it. We're talking about it. We're, we're so talking about it. So we're finishing. Yeah, yeah, you're right. But, but yes, yeah, so the topic is... So we're actually doing good if we were just to come in and be like, here's what was revealed to us. 45 minutes in, <laughs> we're doing really well. We got 15 whole minutes. Can, can, I, can I frame the topic for our audience? Okay, go ahead. Because they have listened to a bunch of banter back and forth. So... Mm-hmm. The topic and why I think it's important is, you know, on this show, we promote living your best life, mm-hmm. right? Living your best life means living Mackin's best life, whatever version of that looks like, whatever that looks like, Bola's best life. And you cannot live your best life if you're inauthentic. Mm-hmm. 
if you are not authentic to who you are. I think the first step to even understanding what your best life could be like is you understanding who you are and manifesting that on a day-to-day basis in real time. So then that's the question. The question is, what does authenticity mean and how do you consistently tap into that space even when it feels uncomfortable, even when it feels weak at times, even when it feels corny, whatever it is, right? Even when it goes against your own narrative of how you want to present, you know, like you want to be cool, calm, and collected like Jay-Z, but there's a Chris Brown inside of you that's dying to come out, you know? So how do you honor that? How do you give breath to that? How do you um, manifest that in ways that is authentic, even if you're on a journey to be Jay-Z? And even when you do get to being Jay-Z, hopefully you wouldn't completely suppress your Chris Brown, you know, maybe there's a way for you to fold all of it into your new version, whatever that is. So, so that's the topic. The topic is first, the importance authenticity plays in living one's best life. So how about we take that first before we then talk authenticity, the importance of authenticity. Do you think it's important for you to be authentic Mm -hmm. Whatever that, okay, you know what? Why don't we just define authenticity? You think that's a given? I mean, I can try, but am I the person to What does authenticity mean to you? I have no idea what it means to you. Def- okay, what does to it me. mean to you? Okay, that's a great, that's a, I, I think, yes, that's a much better way to put it because I have no idea. Like, I can give you the definition in the dictionary and I and who knows how, what else people is, but people would say it is. But to me... Authenticity means being your true self. I don't mm-hmm. know how, like, how else to say it. Like, being who you are when you're most comfortable. Mm-hmm. When you are, all, like, whether it is at your best or at your worst, it's being who you are, your true yeah, self. Your like genuine in, self. Your genuine self. And there are times when you are not at your best. Like when I am with you, Bola, mm-hmm. and my family, the people that I'm comfortable with, sometimes I'm not at my best, but it is also part of my authentic self. Mm-hmm. And sometimes I'm at, I am at my best, and that's also part of my authentic self. And mm-hmm. so it's like being what I, I am at that moment, and um, even if I strive to be better at that moment, even if I have to apologize and, and say, you know what, I'm going to do better, it you know, I'm not necessarily doing something because I'm looking towards what other people think I should do, but towards what I think I should do. Like, you know, like, what do I want to be? And that to me is your true and your authentic self. Okay. So I just looked up um, on Google um, and this is me. This definition is on medium and, oh, it went away. Let me do it again. Nubia is going to cut this out. Um, (laughs) She's going to cut that part out I know, right? So I just looked up authenticity, and it's on Medium. It says, authenticity is about presence. Living in the moment with conviction and confidence and staying true to yourself. Mm. Conviction, confidence. I think the two go together. Conviction and confidence and staying true to yourself. That's actually a really good... Being in the moment... Meaning you're not overthinking shit. You're not 
you're not putting together a narrative for mm-hmm. who you want to be. How do I want to present? You're in the moment. Mm-hmm. Something happens to you. You're not thinking about what's the best reaction to this, mm-hmm. right? Like you're just going with it. And then you're convicted in terms of who you are and you have confidence about yourself. Mm-hmm. So it's not as if you're sort of shrinking or or um, or even ju- placing any sort of judgment or value on who you are. You're really just expressing yourself it's not good or bad but you're convicted and you're confident about it i think that's a good definition so um so that that's great i'm glad we covered that and i would agree with that um do you think it's important authenticity is important in living one's best life i think bishop td jake said um this the best when he and i'm paraphrasing so he said, it's too freaking exhausting trying to be somebody else. Like, I swear in my life, (laughs) like, um, you you know, if you're sitting here trying to be somebody else and you're, you're like twisting, contorting to try to be it, like, it's just, you can't be happy. So yeah, no, I think it's important for you to just be yourself. Like you're happy when you're comfortable. So if you can manage to be comfortable anywhere that you are, yeah, then I mean, what else is there? You're you're gonna you're you're born and you die. If you, you should try to be happy, yeah. I actually think um, yes, I agree with that. It's definitely exhausting to be someone else, and whatever it is that you're trying to mimic, because you're trying to mimic it, you're always going to fall short of that. And I think people can see it. People know. I mean, we're energy beings. You know, we can connect to each other's energies. And, you know, we know when someone is feeling uncomfortable, you know, um, experiencing some discomfort and what have you. Someone is putting on for the most part. Um, so and people are judging you based on that. You know, people are thinking, oh, wow, you seem to be a little uncomfortable. Or maybe even if they don't label it as um, discomfort. They may just walk away saying, you know, I don't know if I like that person, you know, because it seems contrived, Mm -hmm. you know. So now the question of trust starts to Mm -hmm. come in. The question of um, I don't really know that person. They're so vague because when it's not you and you're trying to play character, it's going to come across as vague because you don't have all the pieces together. Mm -hmm. So ultimately, I think you show depth. You allow for yourself to connect much easier with other people when... You're, you're, when you're authentic. And then more than anything, you don't have to walk around trying to remember who you presented yourself to be the last time you met someone. You know what I mean? You could just say, here I am. You know what I mean? It is what it is. Take me for who I am. So I agree. And I think all of that energy can then go into something more productive, mm-hmm. right? Like I'm not trying to contrive this life, this person that I am, this is who I am. Now, all the energy that you would have used to, you know, play this game and create all this person, the creative energy can then go into something more meaningful, Mm. you know? So I do think it's critical to be authentic Mm. um, when you're looking to live your best life. So with that as a premise for some days today, living your best life, I think what... Can we agree that a lot of people struggle with authenticity? Not only can I agree, and this, I mean, when I thought about us having this conversation, I was thinking to myself, and I, this is actually a question that I asked one of our guests, um, Jordan T, mm-hmm. you know, because we talked about authenticity in that episode, and I was like, you know what, we talk about being authentic, but, you know, it's it's not an easy thing. It's hard to be authentic because you are in your head. Like, as much, we are acclimated, we are 
you know, acculturated. We are not even as acculturated, but like as a human being, having to live in a world where you have to have rules in order to make sure that you're either productive or you just don't die. You know, as a baby, when you're just born, I have to tell you no, you know, so you don't go and, and burn yourself or whatever the case may be. You know, you are you you're being given limitations and restrictions that are just part of your upbringing as a human being. And so from that, you are um, you automatically are have to be creating mental limitations for yourself and not necessarily completely being yourself. And so um, as as much as we tell people, just be yourself, that shit is hard. It like is. I, You can't just. You know, it's hard to just be yourself when, um, you know, like you've been trained by the, by life to automatically put barriers in your way. And yeah. so, yeah, you've it's, been it's, housebroken. Yeah, it's, it's definitely to fall yeah, in so, line. Yeah, it's, yeah. It's, it's, it's tough. Yeah. No, it, it, it is. It is. Um, but but I also I, I think it's tougher in certain societies. And we talk about this as well. I think especially in America, given how much emphasis and focus we play we place on success versus you know not having success um the different personas or characteristics um that the different races have and then you know there there are also other um lenses that we live through in the society that i think you know just makes the box the boxes that we're living in smaller and smaller. Mm -hmm. So by the time you come out as an educated black woman in corporate America who is trying to signal success, mm -hmm. there's a very specific, you know, set of attributes that that person needs to be checking off or mm -hmm. playing to. Mm -hmm. If not, you know what I mean? Then you are assumed to be other, mm -hmm. you know, to not fully be playing, fitting that um, archetype, you know. So, so yeah, so I think that's what makes it difficult for people. So that's why a lot of people get up, they go to work, uh, and they're just exhausted. You know, they've given their best performance, mm -hmm. and then they come home, and they're just exhausted and have nothing else to give. And I remember feeling this way mm -hmm. myself. And I don't even know, if, you don't even realize that the minute you're, you get into your car and you start to drive to work and you walk into the building, you're on. You don't even realize how much energy and you're on for a good eight, 10 hours, you know, in your, your, the, the words that you choose to use, mm. your speech pattern, yeah. how up you are, your energy. I mean, all of it is just like, it's a performance. Mm -hmm. And then you come home and you try to get back into yourself and you're just too exhausted to do it. So you can't be living your best life when you're giving so much as yourself, trying to, you know, keep up an image, mm -hmm. right? So, so yeah, so I agree. I think um, depending on the society that you're in, it could be even more exhausting and li um, limiting mm -hmm. when you're looking for authenticity. So now that we've... Um, we're on the same page with that. And then the question is, how can we, for those who are um, interested in being more authentic, how can you start to get on that journey? And what are some of the um, either setbacks or hurdles that you'll that you'll have to confront on this journey? 
setbacks or hurdles that you have? Hurdles. So yeah. So if I if I wake up today and I decide, you know what, I want to live my authentic my my I want to be as authentic as possible. What we explored. So I'm just gonna give you. So what does that look like? And the question you asked is, um, you know, of Latanya as well as me is how how do you even know who your authentic self is? Mm. I think it's the first thing. Okay, so you know, okay, so this... the thing is, so I think what what you're saying with respect to hurdles, like I'm reading differently than what are. How do you how do you get on this authentic? Yeah, okay. how do you get on this path? Yeah. Okay, so okay, so I'm gonna try to answer in both ways. So I, I in in you know largely, like you said, it's a question that I asked you, and so um the you know like when I was struggling with this, and we talk about these all the time, I I reached out not reached out but because you're right next to me all the time but um i talked to you and i asked you um you know because i think of you as a person who is authentic like and not only i try to be as much as possible yeah but... like you try to be as much yeah i mean I, I know there's areas where you don't feel comfortable in there you yeah. know and as a result you're not as comfortable as you want to be but like i see you in different places and i'm you know like the authenticity that you bring, like, um, and, and one of the things that I struggle with, like I said, you know, is, um, thinking about like, cause I am a sensitive, but also a person who like loops, uh, you know, things in my head of what people say. And so like, um, I've watched you, um, you know, handle certain things that, you know, I might take offensively and you've handled it in such a way that it was like, your response was just like, wow, I, you know, um, cause I, you know, for me, you know, thankfully I think, you know, with respect to the situation that we talked about with, um, you know, our, our friends that, you know, talked about, you know, what you fought, like, I think, you know, it was handled well, but I could see myself being, you know, finding that thought starting to loop on it and that making me spiral down to a place where I'm like upset and like, you know, the conversation and the flow of the conversation, you know, change. And so like, I've seen you do it so much better. So I was like, like one of the things that I was thinking about as I am um, on this journey to better myself, it's like, all right, let me go and ask Bola, who seems to do this well, how she does that. Um, you know, what does she do to, 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 you know, to overcome that sort of, you know, feeling when it's happening. And so I would say that, you know, part of what I think is going to be your hurdle is consistently or consistently pushing as with all of these things consistently pushing to be your authentic self because it is a habit that you do not currently have mm -hmm. and consistently questioning yourself and consistently pushing to um to get to that level um it is not going to be a thing and i think this is clear of everything that we talk about it's not going to be a thing where you just say i'm going to do it and it's going to happen you have got to do the work. You have got to constantly question yourself and constantly try to knock down walls and all that stuff. So that's to me is the, the biggest hurdle is, you know, not um, giving up if you haven't succeeded or if you've um, stumbled at any given point. Wake up the next day and try it again. Um, so can I just quickly answer that? So for me, I think um, I think that's great. I think that makes sense. Um I actually would take it maybe a step back mm -hmm. before you even get on that journey um, by 
understanding who your authentic self is. Well, I think that's the, the point that I was going to... So, that's not a hurdle okay. to me. Understanding who you... Well, I guess you can call it a hurdle. Yeah, if you no, don't, that's a process. If you don't know who yourself yes. is, that's a hurdle. Okay, I suppose. And okay. the reason why I said that is because that was also part of the conversation we had. Yes. Because a lot of people will say... A lot of people don't even realize that mm, they okay. are inauthentic. Do you know what I mean? Because they're so comfortable with their work persona mm. and their mm, house okay. persona. It's kind of like black people talking about, um, what's that? You know, we wear double code, code switching. switching. Yeah. Code switching. You know, black people will go to work and be like, you I know. I mean, in essence, that's what was going on. A, right. you know, I wasn't necessarily speaking in any different way, but it was kind of code switching. Like if I was in a different... Um, talking to a different group, I would not care it, so it much. It would be if you acceptable yeah, for you exactly. to get into a fight, right? Yeah. But yeah, but that's the thing is because both of those personas, and for some people, it's even multiple. You know, you mm. have a personality for your children, personality for work, personality for your parents. I mean, whatever it is, mm. right? And then it becomes difficult when you're having a party and everybody shows up. Mm. Who's which personality is going to win out here? Mm. You know, but but your your point was that both of those personas are real to you. Mm -hmm. Like they're both who you are, mm -hmm. you know, it, with your more sort of, um, I don't know how to put it. Um, intelligent. Yeah. Yeah. With your um, more refined, refined friends. And I don't yeah, even yeah. want to use that word cause it's loaded, but yes. whatever. <laughs> we just don't go with it with your more, whatever friends, mm -hmm. There's a certain way you want to come across, mm -hmm. and then with your more homeboys or whatever, <laughs> there's a certain way you want to come across. Mm -hmm. And both to you are very much who you are. Mm -hmm. They're very real to you. Mm -hmm. I don't know that I have a... I don't think I have a homeboy versus intelligent, not versus refined mm -hmm. um, persona. I try not to. Okay, but, but here's I the think, thing. I want to speak to that, and I know you want to finish, but I, I think everybody has their own version of this, yes. right? So, like, with respect to you as a um, Nigerian yeah, who is, you know, because I know American. that that's yeah. something that I feel like I have completely erased from, like, from myself, like the this dichotomy of an immigrant, yeah, you know, who's also here living in America. Like I've erased that largely because, you know, I've just completely identified with the African American culture. Like my, you know, and unfortunately, you know, I've kind of, um, you know, um, erased the whole Haitian part of it, and so yeah. I don't necessarily deal with it as much as you do. But it's the same kind of thing, like you know, that you're dealing with, you know, your, um, yeah your Nigerian side and then your American side and feeling stuck in between. But it's, you know, it's the same kind of thing with me. Like I'm, you know, when I was growing up, you know, there was a way that I was behaving with the men that I was the boys that I was around. And, um, but I also had parents who were like, you're going to go to school, mm -hmm. you know what I'm saying? And so I also knew I had to do my own thing with respect to school. And I always had the aspiration. So like now it's like the in between of that. Right. Yeah. So, yes. Great point. Mm -hmm. So, yeah. So, we all have it yeah, in various ways. So, mm -hmm. but the question is, you know, if you're trying to bring those two or however many personas closer together, mm -hmm. how do you, so that it's more consistent mm -hmm. as best as possible, um, how do you do that? And I was saying, I think the first thing is you've got to understand who your authentic self is. Mm -hmm. And that's a process. That's a journey. And the journey of understanding your authentic self requires that you're constantly 
asking yourself why you're making the decisions that you're making, mm-hmm. like the, the, the options. And obviously, if you've been doing it for a long time, it almost becomes automatic. Mm-hmm. And at some point, you start to um, slot into decisions even before you're intellectually aware of it of the decision that you're making. Mm -hmm. But in the beginning, and for me, I would say the questioning started um, when I was much younger, when I was in elementary school, Mm -hmm. Um, because I came from Nigeria, like you said, completely different culture. And I was, I came from a culture where I was very comfortable being myself. Um, I didn't really question myself. I don't think there was a reason for me to code switch. It was just, I just, I was my authentic self as Mm -hmm. best as possible. And I came to America where my whole world turned upside down. You know, what I knew to be cool, funny, interesting, whatever, what was working for me was definitely not working. You know, back in Nigeria was not gonna work here. Mm-hmm. It just wasn't. And I think I spent a pretty difficult two or three years in middle school from sixth to eighth grade, sort of just trying to figure it out. The first year I knew this is a mess. You know, I just was not my authentic self. I was constantly uncomfortable in my skin and I kind of went into my shell and I knew you know coming back into seventh grade eighth grade I had to get to better know myself you know and what I quickly realized and I think coming to America at that age also coincided with a period of time where girls in general questioning you know they want to be independent they're trying to be cool they're trying to step into themselves but then they're trying they're having to negotiate fighting for what they want versus um, going with the flow, you know, being a part of the in crowd versus, um, you know, at whatever cost versus staying authentic to yourself and maybe not being part of the in crowd as much as possible. So it's a constant struggle. Um, So for me, it started very early and it's sort of kept with me because I realized that um, I wasn't enjoying being my, it, it just, it wore me out. I knew that for a fact, mm-hmm. and I did not want to repeat it. So going into high school, I was actually deliberate try- about trying to figure out, you know, what was going to take the least amount of energy out of me. Um, so I started um, sort of just questioning myself. You know, when I made this, if somebody says, you know, here's what we're going to do for a class project, um, a, a good question would be, do I want to play a lead on this project or do I not care? And if I'm if I'm letting somebody else play a lead, is it because I'm scared um, to take on the responsibilities or is it because I really just don't care, you know? So I think you're constantly having to ask yourself questions to really allow you to get to know yourself so that you know truly what you're going to go to bat for, what you care about, what you don't, you know, um, and how you're going to present yourself. So it's a lot of questions to be asking, but but I think ultimately you have to undertake that process so that you actually know who you are at your most authentic. Agreed. And, and to add to what you're saying, because I think we need to crystallize and, and clarify what we're saying here. Um, understanding your true self, I think, starts with knowing when you are comfortable yes like and a lot of times it's when you're at home with your your loved ones and you are at your like i am so comfortable right now this is how i behave and then that and then gauging that and then asking yourself because there is so many like factors 
that in different people that you can run into and nuances in the ways that you run into it, that every time that you meet one person or a new situation, you're going to have to question, okay, is this truly me? Is this like how I'm feeling good? Is this how it would be if I didn't shrink or Mm -hmm. try to puff up? Like um, Brene Brown says, Mm -hmm. like, am I shrinking or am I puffing up? Like truly, truly, truly who I am. And then assessing that at every point. And, um, you know, your point is a lot of times, People don't know that, and it takes it, it very much takes for you to assess that and to understand that, and to before you can say, okay, now I feel like I'm being my authentic self, and then you know gauge it against every time that you're behaving mm-hmm. um, with somebody else and a new situation occurs. Yeah, that's exactly okay. it. So yeah, it's undertaking that process of getting to know yourself. So I think once you know your authentic self, mm-hmm. then the next step is you know. How can you then give yourself the permission to insist on that even when you risk potential side eyes from people, you know, potential ridicule, if that's what it is, or falling from grace from people who would um, otherwise consider you more successful than you're portraying yourself to be? You know, like there are various... Um, trade-offs that you now have to be willing to um, activate or or buy into when you insist on being your authentic self. Mm -hmm. So how do you address that? And I know we talked about this as well. I have a perspective on that, but because you're going to face that. I mean, how do you, how do you, how do you move forward in the face of a real threat um, or impact to your narrative or your persona? Okay. Um, I didn't think we were gonna jump there because I thought we were gonna go to number two. Okay, what's number two for you? Because I thought um, we were, but go ahead. Okay, so I okay because I don't know if I want to not answer that question or if I want to go to number two because I feel like do you be your authentic <laughs> self? <laughs> oh well. Okay, so let's go to number two because I'm going to also talk about what that means with respect to whether or not I should just do me and uh-huh. be my authentic self. So number two, what we discussed was um you know, it's part of what I just said, not shrinking. The idea um, of feeling embarrassed about who you are or is, is, is or not truthfully living because somebody else has said this is how they think you should do is like putting somebody else's opinion and narrative and agenda ahead of yours and why. Their perspective of yeah, the world. Their perspective of the world ahead of yours. And why should it be? You know what I'm saying? We're like, all human beings. We're all human beings. You know yeah. what I'm saying? And so the point is that whenever you say, I'm going to shrink, that's precisely what it is. And a lot of times when you're puffing, it's the same thing, right? When you puff and be like, I'm going to um, be bigger because I want to pretend to be this thing, you're you're in essence really doing the same thing because you're you've given more importance to this person and now you've got to pretend you're bigger or whatever the case may be. Because you want to live up to whatever it is in their minds you should be. Mm-hmm. And, you know, in essence, you're just giving somebody, like, you just basically lowered yourself. Um, you just said, I'm not as important. And so, like, whenever it is that you do that, that's 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 just how you're not going to be your, your most authentic self. Like, you got to first now say to yourself, why am I worth, why is this person worthy of being um above me why am i subjugating or my my own thoughts and opinions perspectives to somebody else and so i remember when you know we talked about this again there's always got to be a balance in 
and what we what I said was, I mean, you you're being social beings. You can't always be like, I don't give a fuck. Um about what the hell other people are thinking, you know, and we talked about, you know, what happens if you are truly an asshole or whatever the case may be. And now nobody wants to talk to you. And I think um, there is a difference, and this is what we decided, there's a difference between when you are being um, a sociable person, you know, a person who is um, accommodating to friends and people because, you know, you want to just basically have the golden rule, be treated as you would want to be treated, give everybody their own turn and chances and be like, all right, well, you know, I'm not always going to get what I want. So I'm going to allow you to get what you want for that purpose is the reason why you would be like, all right, I'm going to give is a difference between that and saying to yourself, shit, I'm going to cower because I don't know if my opinion matters mm -hmm. or if my opinion is as important, you know, or I'm not going to push because this person is, is better or whatever the case may be. And if you're making the decision, you have to ask yourself that if I'm making that decision because I feel less than, then you need to push back. If you're making the decision because you're like, you know what, I could push back, but you know what, I'm going to give you this one because we're, we're boys, we're cool, whatever. That in, is is good enough to do, but don't don't ever put somebody else in their perspective and opinions above your own. Right. You know, every, they both can live, but don't, don't shrink. Right. And, and I think as we get older, especially if you're in the professional world, whatever that is, a lot of people cower in the face of someone who has all the facts or the knowledge, mm. you know, and because they're so passionate about what they know or what they feel comfortable with, you then start to question your opinions, mm. your your perspective, right? When, first of all, ain't nobody Google or the whole of Wikipedia. Mm. You know, most people, what they represent as facts, <laughs> for the most part, are actually their opinions right. or some bullshit that they've made up along the way. Right. It's just a matter of how confident they're willing to come across mm. based on the puffery or whatever it is that they're trying to do. Mm. And a lot of times, the purpose is to oppress you in one form or the other. Mm. You know, the, I, I need to appear to be the one who knows the most and all of that. Mm. And... You know, and I think that's a difficult space for people to navigate because I was, um, you know, even when I felt like I knew who my authentic self was, I think one of the the last sort of space that I had to really tackle was, you know, um, being able to allow my perspective and opinion to stand in the face of um, a white man's opinion who seems to have mm. a lot of facts mm. i experienced a lot of that in business school mm. and also in the corporate world like you have a perspective which seems to be rational i've mm. thought about this mm. based on the same set of information we got mm -hmm. um and i'm coming to a certain perspective but someone comes out with much more colorful language mm. they've structured it in a way that they felt made sense and based off of just the sheer confidence that they had in theirs it would shake my confidence in my perspective. Mm -hmm. And there were times when I would raise my hand and say something and I would shrink even in saying and delivering it because I just felt like, number one, this is not even popular opinion. So I'm definitely wrong, mm -hmm. you know. And number two, how I'm presenting it does not, it's not as filled with passion or conviction mm -hmm. as somebody else has. And on a number of occasions, you know, especially when it's a case, there's no real answer. On a number of occasion, occasions, I would actually be closer mm. 
to the answer mm. than someone else. So the point is, people are going to come across with all sorts of shenanigans. <laughs> you have to, I mean, now what I walked away thinking is, if I thought it, I'm okay with it. Mm-hmm. I'm not stupid. I'm a reasonable person. It may not be the whole truth, the complete truth, and nothing but the truth. Mm-hmm. But if I thought it, that's enough for me to feel confident saying it. Mm-hmm. Because my 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 computing power, my comp- my brain is not so illogical that it would lead me down a path. Because I haven't been led astray so far. Mm-hmm. I mean, there were times when, yeah, you could have made better decisions. But the point is... Your ability to reason does not, like, we don't need to constantly be questioning it. Just because you've come to a different conclusion from someone else does not mean that your ability to compute and analyze is what's flawed. It just means you have a whole different set of inputs from your upbringing, your perspective, your your risk tolerance, all of that. And that's okay. You know, you're actually, you're, you actually offering an alternative perspective is a gift. You know, because it allows for that conversation to be much more dynamic and interesting. Mm -hmm. So that's because I think that is also what a lot of people struggle with is you seem to really know what's going on here. I'm just going to go with that, Mm -hmm. you know, when that's a very dangerous thing. So let me then ask you and let's flip roles real quickly um, in that I'm going to ask you the question. Um, So how do you, especially as a person who is considered argumentative? And, you know, also trying to avoid, you know, seeming defensive. How do you avoid, and this is also, I think, going to play to the third piece of it. How do you avoid seeming defensive? How do you avoid just being argumentative with somebody who um, has a different opinion? So like you talked about, and I could, you know, I could really feel the point, you know, this, you know, white man, you know, is out here, you know, articulating something and, you know, everybody... And it makes you it, it, it makes you question yeah. your own, um, you know, perspective. And, you know, and you're precisely right. A lot of times these people are stating things as facts. And when you actually go down to Google, it's not actually w- what it is. But how do you prevent yourself to um, from um, how do you prevent yourself from actually engaging in this back and forth debate and feel like you come across not um, having coward, but also not um, having, um, you know, I guess, um, lowered your integrity in in any way. I I think that probably comes over time with knowing yourself, you know, which is why that's a critical piece of it. Um, There are some things that you engage in just for the fun of it. Um, I actually don't mind a good um, debate. I don't mind it. Especially if I feel like it can stay in the respectful realm, you know, like we can respect each other's perspectives or what have you. Mm-hmm. I don't like to feel like I'm trying to convince someone or make it seem as if someone is trying to convince me, even though I know you and I engage in debates all the time and we're literally trying to convince each other. Mm-hmm. Um, but to be honest, I don't find that to be, I, I think that's a waste of time, to be honest. Most people are pretty set in their ways, in their thinking, in their perspectives, you know. So as much conviction as you have about your perspective, um, you know, the person that you're speaking with is just as convicted, you know. So I I think for me, what I always have to um, sort of weigh in balances, 
am I engaging in this debate because it's interesting? Could I learn something? Could it offer a different perspective? Could I offer a different perspective? And ultimately, um, is this an opportunity for us to get to better know each other? You know, because that's that uh, sometimes as well through um, exploring each other's perspective, you mm. get to get a better, deeper understanding of people. Mm. And because I enjoy people and want to get to know them in that way, I could. Do you enjoy people? Well, that, that's that's a stretch. <laughs> I could be open to engaging in that. Um, but I agree with you. I, I think there's a balance that you have to strike for yourself, you know, and, it, and it's multi-pronged. You know, am I pushing my perspective because I am now performing for others who are in, in, in um, who are watching? Because I've found myself doing that, you know, it's like, well, this is my opportunity to show how smart I am on this topic, mm. you know, um, which is a trap, mm. you know, because when that is the sole purpose of that, then you're actually, and if you are doing that and hurting someone's feelings or per, whatever it is, it's just not, you, you don't want to make people feel bad, you mm. know what I mean? And especially because most most things that you are willing to die for, to die on, are just opinions. They're your opinions, or they are facts to you based on your life's experiences and your preferences and your convictions, your values, your religious backgrounds. All of those things have come to shape your particular perspective that you're now representing to other people as facts. Mm. So I just think, I, I think for me, I don't mind a good debate. But I, I'm always, I try to be cautious about why I'm engaging in it mm -hmm. and when is it time to pull back. Mm -hmm. And I'm also, I, I also try to be intentional about the words that I use, you know, so if I'm arguing with someone, I wouldn't say, well, that's the stupidest thing I've ever heard. Mm -hmm. That's very disrespectful, you know, and it also comes across as if you know better or, you know, like some people will take the demeanor. Let me go ahead and school you on this topic, mm. <laughs> you know? So even if you feel like you're an authority for whatever reason, you know, mm -hmm. I, I just think there are ways... I forget exactly what the phrase was. <clears throat> I don't know. Let me teach you. Oh. Yeah, let me go ahead and take this one. Let me let me take this burden for you. <laughs> let me go ahead and carry this one for you. <laughs> I mean, it's condescending. Mm. I mean, there's just so much... You know, it's okay. To, you're a little confused. Let me yeah, let me yeah, let me let you. Let me let. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So yeah, the point is, you can engage and still be respectful and not feel like you're cowering and not feel like you are, um, you know, severing relationship ties that you've worked hard to build. I mean, you know, I mean, it's 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 a lot, mm -hmm. but you have to be, you have to engage in that sort of dance with mm -hmm. yourself, mm -hmm. you know. But I think at the end of the day, you constantly have to be asking yourself. Why am I doing this? Mm -hmm. And when is it time to pull back? And how can I, and why am I pulling back? Is it because I'm cowering? You know, like I can, I, here's the thing. The best way for me to present my perspective is to say, here's what I think. And mm -hmm. I can say it with conviction. This is what I know that is true for me. Mm -hmm. That's it. Now you can have a different perspective all you want. You know what I mean? And then we can entertain them. And I would even be willing to say, wow, that's how you think about it. That's interesting. But it's not going to shake what I know and what I'm comfortable with unless you've presented something that's compelling enough for me to now move my opinion. You know, and when that happens, 
I don't see it as a loss for myself. It's just, you know, now I've learned something new mm -hmm. and that's now further sort of, it's further refined my opinion or perspective on that topic. Right. You know? I think, so yes, very good pieces. And, you know, I'm glad that you talked about it. As you were speaking, I was always thinking, I mean, a couple of things, well, at least um, definitely one thing that I want to, um, you know, reiterate because you said that and I thought, wow, that's definitely true. Like a lot of times there is the performative piece, like you are here and a lot of people are sitting there listening. Um, a lot of times it's an ego piece too, mm -hmm. um, you know, where, you know, you don't, you, you, you said something and then you identify so closely with this freaking thought is really mm -hmm. what it is. It's a freaking thought. You know, you identify so closely with it that you're willing to like go to bat and die for this thing and go into arguments with somebody when it's just a freaking thought. And, um, you know, it's very difficult to find yourself not doing that. Like one of the things that I've, um, you know, I have to remind myself and this is why it's important that you get back on the horse if you fall off, but I have to remind myself that one of the great best things to do is, you know, approach the situation or the argument just exactly like you said, which is to um, not not have a definitive opinion. This is my opinion. This is what it is. And like, you know, yeah, I mean, that seems reasonable. Like, I could see exactly that point. Like, understanding that there is multiple sides. Like, whenever it is that, you know, I think that I am... Um, it, whenever I start off and I can, you know, not slip into the idea of identifying so closely with my idea that that works better because you can both, you know, allow for the person to, to have their opinions, but also articulate your own in such a way that, you know, it could, it, it doesn't take away from you, but it also adds to you. Um, I think what, what is, um, dangerous because it, it slips in there, it's, it's, um, you know, it's it's um, it, it just comes in without you necessarily knowing is um, when somebody, you know, when you've stated the opinion first or something like that. Mm -hmm. And then somebody comes in and pushes against it, mm -hmm. you know, like just like, I don't think that's what it is. And then immediately, like you go into defense mode mm -hmm. and you don't really because of the way that they stated it, you know, a lot of times, like if they were to say, hmm, you know, um. I see your point, you know, I guess I, I, I understand that. And, you know, and I, and like, I like, and they just give you your own and say, but you know, have you thought about it this way? Like you'd probably be way more um, open to, you know, understanding that it's a perspective, but sometimes it's because of the way that people, mm -hmm. um, their, approach. their approach. Yeah. And you gotta be, you gotta, you gotta watch for that. Cause they can immediately throw you into that space when and, all, and, and ultimately, basically, what it is that they're saying is no different than somebody who did the approach in a more um, conciliatory or more diplomatic way. Mm -hmm. So you just got to pretend or you got to make yourself get back to the idea. OK, well, you know, let's 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 think about it as if it was um, diplomatic and say, oh, yeah, there are different opinions. All right. right. So I could see your point and whatever the case is. But it is a, diff a difficult thing. Yeah, it is. Because your ego is always quick to want to you said puff up to mm. protect you right. and, um, you know, keep it sort of, um, feeling, um, um, what's the word, um, tethered, mm. you know, to something. Otherwise you're just free floating out there and you don't have a true sense. So yeah, mm. your ego is there to want to hunker down and protect you. So you go into that, you know, puffing state, mm. um, or cower, mm. right. 
because now all eyes are on you and now you got to defend yourself. You, you're being challenged mm. in public. So now you got to figure out a way to, you know, keep whatever dignity is left mm -hmm. <laughs> of you. So you cower. Yeah, it's it's a, it's difficult. But I think um, you ha you may need to put in place some scripts ahead of time. Like some, like you may need to play out different scenarios. If you notice that there are certain scenarios that throw you all the time, mm. you may need to work it through mm. so that you have a go-to response that make it easy for you to still remain your authentic self, but not be flustered, you know. But yeah, I mean, it's a challenge. It's a challenge because people are assholes, which you're going to, you know, some people are. Some people just choose. And if you're not fully grounded in yourself, you're constantly going to be you know, getting pushed around and bobbed around, you know, and you're constantly trying to protect your ego when really it should be about you tapping into your your essence, mm -hmm. you know, so you get lost mm -hmm. in that process. But um, so yeah. what did we say was the third one? Do you want to handle the third one? So I think do I don't remember the okay. third one. So, so the first okay. is you have to question yourself mm -hmm. and understand who your authentic self is. Oh, yeah, mm -hmm. I don't remember the third one. The second is... um. And I think how we put it is, you know, on a one-on-one -on -one basis, you know, one-on-one -on -one basis, you're a human being. I'm a human being. I have my perspective. You have your perspective. Um, your perspective is just as valid as mine. But the key thing to remember is I have a valid perspective, too. Mm -hmm. So if I'm going to be looking out for someone's perspective, mm -hmm. it's going to be mine, mm -hmm. right? So when I state myself, when I present myself, mm -hmm. I'm going to try my best to present my authentic self. Mm -hmm. I should not be worried about, well, what's Matt going to think about how my authentic self is? Mm -hmm. You know, let Matt worry about his own issues, mm -hmm. you know. So lean in with understanding that you're both human beings. Mm -hmm. you, you, like the person you're interacting with that you now feel the need to perform for or debase yourself for, they're not gods. They're just regular people trying to figure it out. Mm -hmm. If that's the case, you might as well just go with yourself. <laughs> that's it. So that's the second. And I think the third is the question, which was, if you do present yourself in this way, and it's, it's not palatable for people, mm -hmm. what then happens when they say, so let's say you get upset, you know, there's an argument, you get upset, and you got loud, you know, fuck this shit, whatever, this is stupid. You know, and people are looking at you, but you are your authentic self. And people are like, wow, Mac is angry. I don't know if I want to be friends with him. Mm -hmm. Or if you present, if you, if everybody else likes vodka and you're like, I actually kind of like gin. And people are like, well, gin is whack. <laughs> you know what I mean? The point is, what if your authentic self um, sort of presents you in a way that you feel is not always flattering? Mm -hmm. What should you do? So our response, and I know you're struggling to remember how. Um, well, the, I was thinking a, a different one, but I, I, I've, you, the, I know the, that the response about is well. what I was saying is most people have a perspective mm -hmm. that most people have have analyzed you in a way. Mm -hmm. See, I think that is not. I hear where you're going. I okay. So I feel like this is part of number two, though. No, but go ahead. No. I think this is different because once you've decided, I'm going to go with my perspective. Mm -hmm. The third thing is, well, if I'm going to always choose me, then what ha how, are there going to be cases when people misjudge me 
people don't like me, I miss out on opportunities, what have so you. So then what's the solution? The solution, what I, what, what I said is, at the end of the day, human beings are able to give grace to other human beings. Yes, okay. So, so I, can, I can see you, maybe, maybe I went out with you we, on a Thursday night, you got drunk, and I may be going and say, wow, Mac likes his drinks. But if I see you the next day, you're on the basketball court, I'm going to be like, wow, Mac likes his drinks and he likes to play basketball. And then I see you with your children. You know what I mean? Like I start to get more and more ideas of who you are. But ultimately, you may want to only present yourself as a doting father who plays great basketball. But I may look at you as, you know, he's an okay father. He's an okay basketball player. He definitely likes his drinks. He does not dress well. Like, I may have a whole bunch of ideas about you that's not what you would prefer to present. But even in me having my having done an analysis or an assessment about you that you that is not as flattering as you would want for me to perceive i still think mac is a cool dude ultimately for whatever reason you know and i said there are people in our lives that we look at and we're like well yeah no i want to make that decision with that outfit that's interesting that you felt comfortable leaving your house looking like that, you know, or just certain words that they use, certain vocabulary, certain spaces that they operate in. And it gives you an idea of them. But for whatever reason, you're just like, oh, yeah, that's what that's what James does. That's a James thing. But James is still someone you want to hang with. So the point is that regardless of what you do, people are going to have a perspective on you that's never going to be what you would prefer for them to to think about you unless you're jay-z but we only we, i'm sure people who are jay-z see him yeah. and still say oh wow i can't believe he's a billionaire i mean the man can't even speak two words you know yeah, like mean, everyone has a perspective yeah. we all but at the Everybody. end of the day we still give each other grace so i think the fear is a lot of times people choose to be inauthentic because they're so careful about wanting to curate this persona this personality when in fact number one that probably blocks your grace and your blessings way more than being yourself and when you're yourself you know that just now happens to be a nuance about you that is somewhat interesting to people mm. do you know what i mean so ultimately it's still better for you to be more authentic than not that was what i said Okay, so yes, we definitely discussed that, and I think um, the way that I'm going to, because I, I don't know that we like said one, two, and three, mm -hmm. and I, I may have had a different idea of the one, two, and three, but I think it all definitely, um, um, you know, correlates. If not correlates, it's like I can I can see the um the point. I remember us have definitely having that discussion about you know this whole idea where you're sitting here worried about um what's you know whatever image it is that you're putting out in yourself i remember that that was a very clear and that was a very insightful and impactful statement um when we talked about this and when you talked about this because it was like you could sit here and contort yourself all day long you are sitting here trying to present a specific image you're not being your authentic self you're trying to present a specific image 
you're doing all of this stuff, you're wearing a mask, you're like, oh my God, how do these people think? Um, I think they think this way. This is how I'm supposed to act. And you're doing all of this, everything that you can, and yet and still, this person is still going to have, like, there is no one that escapes it. There's no Jay-Z. I, the only, the person that I would actually think could possibly be that person, and I'm pretty sure is not. Um Hmm? You were going to say Barack Obama? No. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I'm pretty sure Michelle Obama would be looking at him like, what? and he says this himself, like, yeah. the hell is this dude doing? <laughs> <laughs> and his daughters or whatever. The only person that I was going to say that about, but I, if I really think about it, that's probably definitely not true, is Warren Buffett. Mm. Like, everybody that I know of really loves this dude. And, but, you know, this his is a His children man. probably have, his children. Yeah, his they, children, yeah. probably close people. This man had two wives or yeah, something. Yeah. For the most, I mean, I don't know if he married them, but he left his, one, his, wife, his one wife and then started living with somebody else. So some people may have some issues with respect to that. And, you know, I'm pretty sure he has upset people taking over their companies and all that other stuff. So, um, yeah. So, like, you can do all of that stuff and people will inevitably have a negative opinion on you. So... Why are you sitting there you know, like slaving to try to present an image when you cannot escape from having a negative opinion? Negative, quote unquote, is like an opinion that you wish other people didn't have mm-hmm. of you. Um, Less than so, ideal from your perspective. Right. Yeah. Um, um, to me, the reason why I wouldn't put that as number three, it to me is just an insightful statement that makes you recognize why you should. Stop trying to be somebody else or stop trying to lower yourself or Mm -hmm. what you truly are um, or what you feel like you are because somebody's going to have some opinion of you. Um, And so for me, the other thing that we talked about was accepting your multiplicity. Hmm. And that's what I had talked about. Yeah. I talked about that initially in, you know, with Moses Sumney. And Moses Sumney, you know, is a guy who's Ghanaian. And he's also had a similar experience in terms of, um, you know, having to, like, we talked about this with you. Because after I read his, um, you know, article on his, his um, I guess his life in essence. Like, you know, he, you know, he was born here, left, like his parents thought he needed to go back to Ghana to um, be raised. And then um, he spent some time in Ghana. And when he came back. Like, he recreated himself. Mm-hmm. Like, he said, here's what I know of who I want to be. And so, like, it's that kind of a thing that I feel like a lot of people do not get to do. I feel like... That's when why we travel about is that, important. Mm-hmm. Yeah. When you talked about that, you said when you came back, um, when you entered high school, you said to yourself, you know what? You know, after I came back from Nigeria... I wasn't feeling as comfortable as I was. Like, I was always this cute girl and whatever. Now I had to, you know, deal with all these people. And then you decided, you know what? When you were entering high school, I'm going to go and be who I was. And I think that's what started you on a journey much earlier than a lot of people, certainly me, in becoming your authentic self. Whereas most of us are like, because we started so young, you know, taking on the narrative that people have of us have do not have that same idea that they can be different. Mm -hmm. And so, you know, this is what was um, true to me. The idea that people are going to say, you are a college student. You should not be behaving that way. Mm -hmm. You are a woman. You cannot be doing like, no, I, I, 
I can be multiple different people and I am in fact multiple different people and I'm not going to allow for anybody to tell me that I've got to be in this box that they that you want to put me in. Mm -hmm. And so that to me was the third piece is accepting your multiplicity because I think that at least for me and I'm 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 assuming for a lot of other people when you find yourself um, struggling with what your authentic self is is because you find yourself in a place this is precisely why you have code switching mm -hmm. you find yourself in a place where you're not sure if you can be one way or another way mm -hmm. and you're struggling between the two you have you know your legs on the one side and the other and the truth is that you can be whatever the fuck you want to be mm -hmm. be who you are at that moment and don't like stress who you happen to be displaying at that moment, mm -hmm. you know, who you were in a previous day, time, who you're trying to be, who whatever it is at that particular moment, accept your multiplicity, accept who you were, accept who you are, accept all the people you are at the moment and accept who you aspire to be and be okay with that. As long as you feel comfortable, that is your authentic self. And don't be stressing over the idea that you're not one way or another way, because that is a sure sign of how you're not going to be um, your authentic self because you're trying to be one thing when, you know, what you're feeling right now is the other thing or yeah. what you're feeling right now is whatever the hell you're feeling right now. And that's your authentic self, whether or not somebody expects you to be a different way at that particular time. Yeah. You know, that's a great point. And what actually drilled it home for me in terms of the boxes we put people in mm. and how difficult it can be even for us who want to give folks the room and the grace to be their multiple selves mm -hmm. is um, Chris. No. Um, what's the dad who turned into a woman? <laughs> Chris Jenner. Yeah. Is that his name? No. Yeah, Jenner. Well, no, no, the wife is Jenner. Chris Bruce. Jenner. Bruce Jenner. Jenner. Yeah, Bruce Jenner. For me personally, as much grace as I want to give people who want to present in a lot of different ways, you know, you're a man, now you want to dress in women's clothing and all of that. Mm -hmm. It was very difficult for me to think of an athlete. I think the fact that he was an athlete, like this macho man doing all this stuff, you know, whatever it is, um, choosing to present in a way that is completely different from what we would think was a struggle for me. And, it, and, um, and but I think that that basically speaks to it. Why can't you be someone who is competitive, looking to break records, you know, looking to compete with men in the traditional self? And why, you know, why can't you have that person be in the same body as someone who is interested in wearing beautiful dresses and makeup and all of that, right? So when you think about, you know, being comfortable with your multiplicity, I think that is a, a good example of that. Mm. Now, we don't, I don't think all of us are extreme, exist on such an extreme um, spectrum where mm. I can operate, you know, in this space and then also all the way on the other end of the extreme but yeah i mean i mean there, there are people you know who look at me and we talk about this who you know i may like um certain things you know or i may present a certain way you know and if i enjoy a little ratchet music or whatever it is like oh my god you know who is this person i don't know i don't know if this is you mm -hmm. you know she's putting up a front you know when it's like no i like all of the above mm -hmm. you know what i mean so i think you can want to evolve yourself in certain ways you can want to travel in certain spaces move with certain people and still like 
certain things that are out of the norm. So I think that's really the essence of multiplicity is you don't have to justify yourself. To, first of all, you just stop justifying yourself to anybody. There's no need to try to explain it. It is what it is. <laughs> this is where we are. Do I like it? I'm going to then give breath to it. And I actually think that's enough. You know, like I think a lot of people run themselves ragged. And I tell the, I try to tell my girls this because, you know, if you've thought of this, if you like something, if you don't want to do something, if this is your opinion, the mere fact that this is coming out of you is enough. You don't need to justify. But why do you want to? Who cares? I want, I, I want to do it. Here we are. You know what I mean? Like, don't even try to justify because you start psyching yourself out. Well, maybe I shouldn't. You know, if everybody else don't like it, no, you like it, do it. You want it, do it. You know what I mean? Do you. That's the essence of that. So, yeah, there we go. There we go. Okay, we are one minute and 44 seconds yeah. in. And, like, we were 45 minutes in before. Like, mm-hmm. how the hell did we spend a whole 60 minutes? we're a lot. We're, we do <laughs> And re- to recap, though, I mm-hmm. think, you know, the, the, the point we're trying to make is in order for you to live your best life you have to occupy your most authentic space Mm -hmm. as much as possible and the and it's going to be an ongoing battle i don't think it's an easy thing i don't think it's a battle that's fought once and won and it's it's a constant questioning so Mm -hmm. the, the the ways that i think we are trying to occupy that space more and more are sort of three or fourfold number one you know Question, understand what your most authentic self is. You know, understand how you feel when you're most authentic and try to figure out a way to replicate that. Mm -hmm. Number two is understanding that, you know, your opinion matters. You know, your perspective matters, Mm -hmm. right? So, you know, we're all human beings, you know, so there's no need for you to carry yourself to, um, you know, present yourself a certain way to other people. Everyone is... Um, struggling just like you are, mm-hmm. you know, the, the, we don't have gods walking around us. So if that's the case, you're a human being just like I am, then I'm going to fight for my perspective mm-hmm. and be okay with it. Um, so that's two and two and a half for me was, um, what was it again? So, um, you can't, whatever it is that you do, you can't prevent people from seeing you in a negative light. You can't. Or in a way that you would prefer them not see. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It doesn't matter how perfectly you've tried to curate yourself in your life. Mm-hmm. People, we just have a way of reading each other mm-hmm. that gets closer to the truth than what it is that you're trying to present. Mm-hmm. And sometimes that truth is where the humanity lies. That's where people feel a connection to you. That's what makes you your unique self. And that's what people are drawn to. Mm -hmm. So you might as well try as best as possible to feel comfortable with that space because you can't present a perfect image of yourself. Mm -hmm. And then lastly, which I think is probably the biggest takeaway of this is, I I agree with you, is embrace your multiplicity. Mm I mean, we're, we're, we're so many things and it's okay. You know, you don't have to choose one narrative of yourself. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, at any point, one thing I remember, you know, and I hold on to all the time, I have the right to change my mind. I said that mm-hmm. yesterday. Mm-hmm. I mean, I'm always quick. I'm like, you, oh, because you and I do it. You're like, Bola, you said this yesterday. Mm-hmm. Huh, that makes sense. This is how I'm feeling today. <laughs> this, <laughs> I, this is how I'm feeling today. I know that this feels very real to me. And tomorrow I may be arguing the exact opposite, but right now 
I can tell you why this feels right to me. This is what I'm feeling. It is what it is. You have the right to change your mind. You have the right to be as many people as you want. Do you. If you came up with it, then it makes sense. You know, you don't need to try to fight it. So just go with it and do you. Um, but yeah, there we go. All right. Hopefully um, people listen through to the end because nuggets. I hope you were entertained enough to listen through to the end. But, you know, because I think the nuggets are definitely um, at the end. But, you know, we are we are experiencing this and hopefully you're also going through your own journey. This is what all some days today is. We're not experts. No. You know, we are going through our experiences and analyzing it and coming up with our thoughts on it. And hopefully it helps you. And hopefully we don't change our minds the next day we may change our minds we may (laughs) come back next episode and be like i'm sorry who said what now (laughs) actually i've had people be like wow on this episode you said this i'm like wow really i was Uh, saying a lot i I had no idea (laughs) so who knows today this is how we feeling and we just going with the flow so thanks again for listening to someday is today where we encourage you to live your life like it's a fucking vacation yes Thank you.